Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Got it back on the band, 877. <clears throat> Damn. What's going on? I had those popcorners. What are they called? Yeah, the popcorners. I needed some kind of carbs. I'm trying to change my diet for at least the next 30 days before I go to Aruba. I wanted no sugar and minimal carbs. And it's really messing with me because I had a little bit of a headache. And I was like, I needed something to get me through the morning here for these next you know couple hours. So I had some popcorners. And then all of a sudden, it snuck up on me. A little frog in the throat. Felt like John Minko there for a while. Anyway, 877-337-6666. We'll get back to your calls here. Tom is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Tom? Hey, how you doing? Look, um, I'm, I'm talking about the Giants. I'm in it to win playoff games. Not to make a macho stance. Show that we brave and accept the challenge. I want to put myself in the best shape. What makes sense to me. If we don't, if I don't play my starters, that guarantees that no one will get hurt in that game. Okay, my one objective is to be in the best shape. Okay, that's a sensible thing to do. Why? I'm not trying to impress nobody. I'm not playing all these hunches. What happened when and who did? None of that means nothing to what you need to do now. You know, uh, win or lose, like you said, nothing guarantees either. Just put yourself in the best position. That's how I look at it. Right, but the, what is what is putting yourself in the best position? How do you know that resting your starters is putting yourself in the best position? You don't. Then you don't know anything. What what it what it will what it will do? It, 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 like I said, you can rest assured they won't get hurt in that game. That's for sure. They will come into the next game. Well, should they not practice then because they might be able to get hurt in practice? No, they should know how to practice. Come on. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Guys don't get hurt in practice? You've never seen guys get hurt in practice before? Happens all the time. They will know how to practice without hurting each other. This is the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Okay? This is the the boom bang. Either you do it now or you don't. Okay? So I don't Also, I would argue, and I have been arguing for the first mm, hour or so, Tom, I would argue that by playing your starters and competing hard in the final game of the year against one of the top teams, if not the top team in the NFC, that can put you in a better position to succeed come playoff time. Yeah. Uh, granted, nobody get hurt. So you're right. Good, okay, so well, well obviously. Huh? Obviously, you don't want to say, but you could say that for anybody. 
Hey, so so let's look at this logically. But, but, but not to get hurt. It's not the plan. So what about Philadelphia? Should Philadelphia should Philadelphia rest everybody and just say, well, screw it. We, we might as well rest everybody because we're going to the playoffs anyway. We are the Giants. We have to do what we have to do. Right, but I'm we're saying, what, what about Philadelphia? Should they just rest everybody too? Because Or whoever. It doesn't I mean, have to be Philadelphia. It could be Dallas. Why does that concern us? Well, we I'm hope just talking about in a bad position so we can beat them. <laughs> Why would how they are? We have to go out and play no matter in what condition. I would just like to have my best guys out there. Right, but I'm, I'm saying by your logic, though, if you were another team, and obviously you don't care, and thank you for the call, Tom. Appreciate checking in. If you were another team, by your logic, you worried about guys getting hurt, then why should the San Francisco 49ers play anybody? Why should the Eagles or Cowboys, why should they play anybody? Why should the Vikings play anybody? Is the difference in seeding that much more significant than risking injury? What if... Jalen Hurts comes back this week, and he gets hurt. And the Eagles win the game, get the bye, but lose Jalen Hurts for the postseason. Then what? Then you're going to call and say, oh, they shouldn't have played Jalen Hurts. Obviously, you wouldn't call here. You can call Philadelphia and say that. Here, it'd be like, ha-ha, they shouldn't have played Hurts. Woo. What happens if Dak Prescott gets injured? Which could happen. I mean, he's been injured plenty of times before. What happens if Dak Prescott gets hurt? Is the thought going to be, well, the Cowboys knew they weren't going to get the number one seed anyway, so why'd they even bother playing their regulars? By that logic, you can go back weeks and say, well, we we clinch a playoff spot, so might as well rest guys because don't want them getting hurt. Can't have Christian McCaffrey getting hurt, so we're just going to sit him on the bench for you know the next four weeks. We know we're getting in the playoffs anyway. There's not only something to be said about the seeding. There's not only something to be said about proving to yourself that you could beat certain teams. It's also something about the momentum as well, keeping that momentum going. I know it's different, but I talked to Terry Collins about this in regards to the baseball postseason, and now we have a new format where you have, you know, the buys. And Terry Collins was saying, I I hated having a layoff. He thought that that hurt the Mets. The sweep of the Cubs back when Collins was managing in 2015 when the Mets went to the World Series, he said that the sweep of the Cubs actually hurt them because they had to sit around for a week or whatever it was. Got a little rusty going to that World Series. Now, look, it happens. It's on them. They got to be better than that. But... Something to be said about when you have that long of a rest, hard to maybe get it turned back up again. So maybe the Giants lose some momentum off of a game where they actually just played well for a change. Rick is calling from Tom's River. What's up, Rick? Hey, good morning, Sal. How you doing? How are you, Rick? Um, great. Uh, I just want to make a point about this uh, Giants thing. I think that I think they should play like most of their key players, but. I- the one person I don't want on the field is Saquon Barkley. Hmm. And it's not so much because of injury. It's more because he's a key player of that offense. And we, we saw earlier in the season, um, there, were, there was like a game where he like carried the team. And in the next few weeks, he was like, he, he like only got like 40 yards. Like he barely like did anything. Like I think it's more like a stamina thing. I want him to be, 
um, ready to to be able to have like a big game. Yeah, that's fair. That. I mean, that's fair. Like I said, I, I think you could make uh, a good argument for resting guys. And, and really, doesn't it come down to Jones and Barkley? By the way, if you played other starters and they get hurt, you're going to be screwed too. You can't rest everybody. So, like, somebody's got to play. You have a game to play. But really, it comes down to Jones and Barkley. And I think you could make a better argument for Saquon Barkley resting than you can Daniel Jones. Yeah, I don't think Daniel Jones should rest. I, only, I just think they shouldn't um, do, like, designed runs or that type right. of thing. Well, that's that's the other thing where you don't necessarily have to. And thank you for the call, Rick. You don't necessarily have to sit Daniel Jones, but you can call plays that are going to keep him out of harm's way, or at least hopefully keep him out of harm's way. There are no guarantees, as we know. So there's ways, though, to protect him a little bit better. I hate the idea of design runs anyway for a quarterback. Giants have done it very well this year. And you give, you know, obviously Dable a ton of credit for that. But I hate the idea of design runs. I have said this forever. I don't care who the quarterback is. I said it starting back with Michael Vick. Vic was at his best in 2002 where those runs were not designed. They were broken down pass plays that he would take off and break the back of a defense. And it's evolved for the quarterbacks who now the majority of guys are mobile and can run and make plays with their legs. A lot of plays are design, design runs. I hate it. I hate it with Josh Allen. I don't love it with Daniel Jones. I don't like Lamar Jackson. I, I, you're you're begging for these guys to get hurt. Broken down pass plays are where running quarterbacks are the most dangerous. That's to me where I would use it. Not the design stuff. I get how it's been beneficial, the RPO and all that stuff. I get it. Teams are using it well. I just don't like it. Chris is calling from Carmel. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal, how are you? How are you, Hey, Chris? quickly, uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more on this play or sit him thing. Um, you know, I go back to what I said yesterday. Like, I think we're seeing something special happen in front of our eyes. I still think it's a couple of years away. I don't think the Giants are afforded the luxury of sitting guys. I, I think this is a part of, like Belichick says, the process. I mean, th- this is a learning experience right now. They're learning how to win, learning how to be in the playoffs, learning how to become a championship team. You know, I look at it, I think maybe McKinney, like you said, selected. You know, McKinney's hurt. He played with one hand. He might have had a pick with that mid on had he, if he didn't have it on. Uh, maybe Leonard Williams. Uh, and I think you, you see how the game plays out. I think Barkley, you, you limit his load, you play him. And, um, you know, I think you saw at the end of the game when they brought in Hartwell and uh, Brita, you know, they could be competitive later in the game with them. But uh, I just don't think they're afforded the luxury. And then lastly, in the Daniel Jones, and we talked about this, um, when I talked to Danielle last week, you'll laugh at this, and if you're inclined, you can do so. But, you know, she, she said to people a little homework assignment. I was looking out of the, uh, all the quarterbacks in the league right now, first four years, not as a starter, only Russell Wilson has more yards passing in the NFL in his first four years, which I was shocked to find when I looked it up, uh, is Russell Wilson. And that includes Garoppolo, Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Now, they weren't starting, granted, until like year three, but that's not Daniel Jones' fault. And at the end, he's in the top ten in the history of the NFL in passing yards in his first four years 
after being drafted in the history of the game. Now, I, right, yeah, I, that's I, great, I but, up, I but what does that mean? I mean, that's great, but what is, it means nothing to me. I mean, I, I get it, and I would never have guessed that that would be the case, but it means nothing to me. A lot of the I quarterbacks, agree. a lot of the quarterbacks that start year one don't make it to year three or four. Sadly, with the way that the NFL has gone. Agreed. Agreed. You know, so, and, and look, anyway. who's where's Patrick Mahomes on that list? He he's right there. He's close to Daniel Jones because he didn't start there right. for oh, okay, years. So right. Okay. Right. So so then four or five so then yards passing. Right. So then doesn't doesn't that stat become meaningless then? I mean, like, what? Well, I, I don't disagree. I yeah. was just saying, you know, stupid stats. It sure, I got you. I got you. You know, but, uh, yeah, so anyway, I just think, you know, this is a part of a learning process. They call it in teaching and coaching teachable moments, or even as a parent. Right. This is a teachable moment. What? The going into the wild card game you're talking about? This this final weekend before you play yeah, the playoffs? Yeah, just competing. I mean, yeah. they're, they're oldest players, Feliciano. The next oldest player on the entire roster is Landon Collins, and I was shocked to find out he's not even 29 yet. I thought he was like 31, 32. <laughs> right, you know? it feels like Collins has been around forever, I know. He right? was here before, he goes, uh, he leaves, he comes back now. Uh, look, I, I think that this is a spot, Chris, where there is an opportunity here, and I'm not going to go nuts. It, like, if Dable says it comes out tomorrow that he's resting board later on today, and thank you for the call comes out later on today and says, oh, we're not going to play our starters. I, I understand. I think it's a mistake, but I'm not going to go nuts over it. I think there is an opportunity here to say, hey, we're going to play this game to win it. We want to go out there and compete. And we want our best guys out there. And let the chips fall where they may. You know, again, that doesn't mean that you have to play Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley the entire game or anybody, you know, all the other starters the entire game, but have the mentality going in that, look, we're ready, we're trying to get ready for the postseason here. This is our last game before the postseason. You want to feel good about yourself going in. Matter of fact, even if you want to just start those guys and feel good about them in a, in a first quarter or a second quarter, you know, after a first half, fine. I just think the idea of resting everybody, I don't know. You're leaving yourself open to where if the Giants come out flat and lose in Minnesota, people say, oh, you see, I told you, should have played should have played his starters. Having that pseudo bye week hurt him. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. I didn't really have a problem with Kayvon Thibodeau's celebration. I don't think he, you know, when Nick Foles was down in pain, and then you see Kayvon Thibodeau out there doing the snow angels, I don't think he knew what was going on. I can't fault him. And Jeff Saturday could run his mouth all he wants. He should be pointing fingers in his own locker room. That's on you. That's on your offensive lineman. I'll tell you this. If I were at that game, and I wouldn't be because I don't really like going to football games anymore, but if I were at that game and Matt Ryan was the quarterback and that happened to Matty Ice, I would have felt compelled. I'm being dead serious. Not that I would have done it because I don't want to get arrested. You know, it's, can't do that. But I would have felt compelled to jump out of my seat and run onto the field and take care of it myself. That's how I would have felt as a fan of Matt Ryan's. 
Imagine being a teammate of Nick Foles and seeing him on the ground in pain like that and watching Kayvon Thibodeau do snow angels right next to him. Somebody's got to make him aware of the situation. So then Saturday naturally goes out there and rips Thibodeau, trash and this and that, blah, 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 which I guess you can't really blame him. Saturday's doing the one thing he could do. He's not playing anymore. Otherwise, maybe something would happen on the field, but he's doing the one thing he could do, use his voice, and then Thibodeau responds back, I thought in a disrespectful way where I don't know who that is. Well, you should know who that is. Jeff Saturday was a tremendous player. Head coach, not so much, but he was a tremendous player. And at least just say, look, I didn't realize that he was down and in pain next to me. That's all you have to say. I mean, be honest. Don't don't run from it. And he was trying to say, oh, I'm a defensive player. I'm celebrating. The celebration was a little excessive anyway, but whatever. That's no big deal. You could do that. Guys have excessive celebrations. What made it worse was that Foles was injured right, literally right next to you. If you didn't know, and I'm assuming you didn't, then just say it. Hey, look, I didn't know the guy was hurt. I'm sorry. It's okay to apologize. Like, nobody's going to look at you as less than. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't realize the guy was down like that, and it's really distasteful to celebrate when somebody's hurt. I didn't realize he was hurt. I was celebrating the moment in the play. I was having fun, and that was that. Now, if you knew he was hurt and you were doing that celebration, then you're lucky you didn't get your, you know, you're lucky you didn't get popped from a 300-pound offensive lineman. But if that was Matty Ice, ooh, it would be ugly. From my perspective. Luis is calling from Somerset, New Jersey. What's up, Louis? Hey, what's going on, Sal? Good morning, my man. Good morning. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Blessings to you and your family in this, on this New Year's. Um, Sal, so first time, listen, I've, I've, I've listened to you for a while, but this is the first time I'm on the air with you. Um, so what I was going to bring up, the, the one guy pretty much hit it on the head when he said, um, you know, about the guys playing. Like, um, you want to – first of all, these are professionals, right? So professionals have routines, they, they, you know, rituals and all of that stuff. So you don't want to knock off that routine. And then momentum. So you win a game that takes you on to the next. Um, and you don't know. You know, I mean, you knew you were competitive against Minnesota – and maybe you might come um, and you play Minnesota again, and you know you might get that W against Minnesota. So you know, I pretty much, you know, I just I, I agree with you. The problem is is that you get a lot of fanatics that call. They're not real fans. They're not students of the game. They just, you know, they just cheer for a team. The other point that I wanted to bring up real quick, Sal, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> was so. <clears throat> Josh Allen, right, had he been drafted by the Jets, no, he wouldn't have been as successful. And just the reason simple is being is consistency. Quarterbacks need consistency in the NFL, right? But when you when, – and, and, and then, like what you said, the culture. I don't think the Jets, is, they've, they've had the right culture. When you look at someone like Dable, you know, 2017, he was the Alabama offensive coordinator, who's the head coach, uh, consistency. Then he was he was also New England's tight end coach from 2013 to 16. Consistency, um, and then Buffalo. So when he was with Buffalo, he had Josh Allen for three years, and look what he was able to help Josh Allen flourish into. So um, I think that you know I was so against Daniel Jones, um, but you just 
he, he hasn't had the consistency. So just give him a chance. Give him a chance. And we're seeing um, we're seeing it we're seeing it with you know we're seeing the consistency. And by the way, I think it should be a lesson as well to you know not only uh, Daniel Jones but other quarterbacks as well, where you shouldn't just be giving up on a quarterback if he doesn't immediately have it in year one, two, or even year three. A lot of it depends on the coach. A lot of it depends on the system the foundation that the organization has built, you're seeing while Daniel Jones may never be, you know, a a top three, top five, whatever quarterback in the league, you're seeing you can win with him in the right system. Sal, real quick, I went through every single NFL team and, and, and Daniel Jones is in the middle of the pack. Like he's, there's, there's half of guys that I would take ahead of him and there's half of guys that I wouldn't take ahead of him. Right. You know, so it's it's there's 32 teams, and you're probably like 16, 17 in that range right there. That's not a bad thing if you build everything else around you right. and and help you out. You know, what I mean, not every you're not every single NFL team you're not going to hit and get a superstar. And you're you're exactly right, and I think that's the problem, Luis. And thank you for the call. I appreciate listening and finally taking the time to call. Good to have you aboard. Get back to us. That's the problem. Where if I say that eh, I don't think Daniel Jones is that good. In my now, you could take that many different ways, right? And I feel like Giant fans take it as all oh, this idiot yelling and saying Daniel Jones sucks. Well, in reality, what I'm saying is eh, he's not a top quarterback. Where I think a lot of Giant fans talk about Daniel Jones like he's a top five quarterback. Now, it doesn't mean anything to be a top five quarterback. You got to be able to win. And the Giants have won. They've gone to the postseason, and they're go- or they're going to the postseason. With Daniel Jones, and that should be all that matters. And now we'll see what he could do in the postseason. But if you look at the league, I think you're right. I think he's either somewhere in the middle, maybe in the top 15, as opposed to 16, 17, 18. I mean, you know, he, he here's the other thing. He's not Joe Burrow. Like, that's – no, not a lot of people are. But that's a whole nother level. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow – um, obviously Mahomes, Herbert. You know, you don't you're not putting him there with Jalen Hurts. I, I wouldn't put him there with Dak either. You know, Rogers, Brady, even at this point, I know Brady soon will, you know, be retired eventually. But you you look at some of the I think it's also speaking volumes to the lack of quality quarterbacks around the league. You know, you could even compare him to a guy like Derek Carr. Or uh, Russell Wilson's a good one. Coming into the year, do you ever think that Daniel Jones would be better than Russell Wilson? Right now, nobody would want Russell Wilson. Not saying that he's finished, but the appeal there is gone. Derek Carr. Would you rather have Daniel Jones right now or Derek Carr? I don't like Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones? I don't love Kirk Cousins. At least Daniel Jones, for what he is, is good at what he is. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's probably higher than middle of the pack right now. If you look around at all the teams, and that's what you, know, you thought about it early in the year, saying, "Ah, Daniel Jones, he's not that good." But you look around at the quarterback play; not everybody has a Joe Burrow. Not everybody has Josh Allen. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. What's going on? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Chris. What's on your mind? Last time we spoke, I'm not gonna. I don't want to talk about this, but 
the whole Carlos Correa, I was losing it. I was very happy. And I don't know what's going on. They, they better sign the guy. Well, Rosenthal um, reported that – Ken Rosenthal, the athletic, reported yesterday or two days ago now that there was likely to be a resolution this week. I mean, I'm hoping it happens today so as mm-hmm. we, get, we get to talk about it uh, later on tonight on the fan on, uh, for a Friday morning. Yeah. But they said it's supposed to happen this week. And, look, either way, it's going to happen. I mean, at this point, Chris, it would be a not devastating blow, but it would be a very disappointing uh, happening if Carlos Correa and the Mets could not come to some sort of agreement, whatever that may be. Yeah, hopefully it goes through. I think I have a good feeling about it. All right, um, before you let me go, i got to mention really quick about the Giants, and then i got to talk about my, my Jets. Mm-hmm. But the Giants, look, at the beginning of the year, I was consistent saying Daniel Jones sucks. Uh, he accomplished not sucking this year. He's not, to me, that good. He does the same stuff. And, and the issue with why I, I don't think they want to play, because, look, they just the, demolished the crappy Colts with Nick Foles. They're not good. And for some reason, they weren't aware how Daniel Jones plays. He takes the ball, and he starts running right away like a running back. And once you stop that and you force this guy to have to really throw, it's, it's, it's a different game. It's a different team. And they know who they have, the Giants. They overachieved. They're third in the NFC East. And they're just barely getting in. Now, Giants fans are, are, are already comparing it to 07 and, and making a run to the Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. Right, which is People crazy talk. Saying, uh, sign him. To, he, give him right now uh, five years, uh, 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 150, 30 million a year, 40, uh, 40 million a year. Are you guys insane? Give him two years, you know, 20, 15, 20 million dollars a year, and see what you got in two more years. Let me do it this way, though, for you, Chris. And I'll give you plenty of time here to get to your Jets point. Who would you rather have over Daniel Jones? Obviously, you're going to say Josh Allen. I'm just going to run through them real quick. You can give me a yes or no. Mac Jones? No. Tua Tugavailoa? No. Anybody with the Jets? No. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you Burrow, obviously. Lamar Jackson, you're going to say Jackson, right? Yeah. If they're going to give money like that, go for Jackson, obviously. I'm not giving $40 million a year to Daniel Jones. Well, no, whatever. I mean, you just Forget the money. We're just looking at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kenny Pickett. Okay, right, exactly. Uh, that that's a that's a maybe. Uh Deshaun Watson. Yes. Right. I mean Watson's been the better quarterback, but there are obviously some circumstances there. Uh Trevor Lawrence. Yes. You'd rather have Lawrence than Daniel Jones. Yes. Okay. Uh <laughs> He's a quarterback. Tannehill, no. Nah. no He's nobody the with the Colts. Nobody with the Texans. Mahomes, Herbert, yes. Or Derek Carr. Yes. I would not myself, and they're totally different quarterbacks. But I just I, I feel like Carr is a losing quarterback, and Daniel Jones could be a winning quarterback. Russell Wilson, not now, yeah. <laughs> but who knows? They, you know, they they're just a mess right now. And then you take you take uh, you'd obviously take Jones over you know anything that Washington has. I'm gonna you uh, Dak and and Jalen Hurts. You're taking those two. Kirk Cousins, yes. Goff. The way he's playing this year, uh, you know, who yeah. knows? But Dable is, you know, that's the thing with Dable. He's just a he's a really good offensive coach. Like you said, look at look what he did with Josh Allen. Josh Allen was not good the first year. Yeah, I mean, and you get the point though. Think of right. You get, and that's why we had Bob Papa on last week. Jerry and I when we were filling in for Boomer and Geo, and 
you know, Bob Pop is like, well, Sal, because he was saying, uh, you know, I was, we were talking about how I didn't love Daniel Jones. He said, well, what if you put Daniel Jones on the Jets? I bet you they win a couple more games. And I said, yeah, well, is Brian Dable coming with him? Because if it's not Brian Dable coming with him, then no, I don't trust it. So I do think it's a combination. But my point is, and we don't have to finish up the, the rest of the teams, but the point is, uh, you, you, if you actually take a second to look at it and go through all the teams, I mean, there are – you D- Daniel Jones is – He's top 15. He's in the better top half of quarterbacks, or at least quarterbacks that you could win with in the league. And don't let me go for my Jets, but, but that's the point. Would you sign him 30 million a year, five years, and make that your quarterback if you're trying to win a Super Bowl? Do you think you could win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones? Because what have changed in the last three years? I don't, say, oh, he, he don't have the weapon. Every year is an excuse. He don't have the weapon. But who's going to give him that contract? Who's going to give him that contract if the Giants don't? Uh, no, but if they don't, so I don't think you're going to have to give them five years, thirty million, or whatever it is a year. Maybe you give them two years at that, and that's something I, I would people, do. People on the station hosting, they're saying that teams are going to want him. Like I don't know who's going to want him. Who? Exactly. Who for that for that money? You think that somebody's going to go out there and get sucked into Daniel Jones, knowing that he was a product of Brian Dable for the most part after watching him the first three years? You think somebody's going to go out there and give him that kind of money? Good luck with that. Well, I told you in the mid mid season when I when I called up, you know, when when they were waiting for that losing streak, and they were saying sign him now because his price is going to go up. Give him eighty million three years right now because it's going to go up, and that's what they were saying then. So now, you know, that's I, I'd go three years. I, I'm not going ridiculous. I'm not going for, now. I do think the Giants are going to okay. keep him. I, I think that the owner well, loves should, him. Like you said, and, that, and that's a problem with the league right now. We have these just a handful of good quarterbacks. But let me just transition real quick to the Jets because you probably you know have callers, but you know. Uh, I should have called you back in the days. You were like, "Please call somebody, call me." <laughs> yeah. Now you're, you know, now you now you're too you're, you're too popular now, Sal. But uh, that's the point with the Jets. Sal. Look, I like Sal in the beginning. I don't think I don't like this. I'm done with this first head coaching thing. It's like I, I, I told the fleet, like, look what the Mets did. You get a proven manager, and look how they changed their the team around. Like like Dable as for, as far as Dable, he's just really good as offensive coordinator. But the thing with Sal Sal is, it's like it kind of reminds me like a, like a Joe Judge. He's just like a, he's too, he's too, uh, like you said, the rah rah thing. He's too good with the team. Like it's friendly. It's like a, like a. I don't like that player coach thing. I want some stern coach. I want a Belichick guy. I want how Dable is. I want a tough, a tough coach. That's what I want because when you, when you're allowing, the thing is to me when you're, he even said it this week. You know, you, you gotta give him some time to learn. But when you're allowing your, your, your players to publicly disrespect your 23 year old quarterback, how do you expect that kid to get confidence? Throughout, throughout his uh, learning right now, when you have them publicly disrespecting him by, by calling Mike White, wearing these stupid T-shirts, throwing footballs on social media, you, you're supposed to put a stop to that right away. So you know, I, Yeah, you I don't think this would happen a, with Belichick or a more established, and that's, experienced and that's head coach. That's what, you, that's what they put, a, put a, a stop to. I'm for getting, uh, bringing Jim Harbaugh. I'm in for Sean Payton. Those guys are not going to play around like that. And that's when... Uh, you know, I'm I'm for bringing a veteran quarterback if it's going to have Zach sit behind him. Mike White thing experiment has to go. People have to finally realize he's not good. Yeah, and right? it's not won one game it, against the Bears. Like I told you weeks ago, Sal, and when they brought him in, he's going to win that game. They're going to say he's the franchise guy, and he hasn't won a game since. And really quickly, we 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 agreed on 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 sitting uh, Zach Wilson. He had he he played. We I don't think we talked since we did talk since then. He should have won that game with the Lions. That was a complete failure on the defense at the end, and then and Sal and Sal at the complete end. And then he had a bad game with Jacksonville. And then you're not just benching him; 
you're back. You're putting back in street clothes again. Like you're punishing the kids. He actually said all the right things that time. Yeah, was, I no don't think you're, you're, you're right, Chris. We've talked about this a lot. And as always, thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. We've talked about it a lot with Wilson. I, I'm, I'm of the belief, and I know Salah came out yesterday and uh, definitively backed Wilson. We're going to get him uh, the most out of him come hell or high water or whatever it was. We're going to develop him. They need to say that right now because I think he's their best shot. That's how this was put together. Sala as the head coach, Wilson as the quarterback. That was supposed to be the foundation for this Jets team. So far through two years, it has not worked out very well. And I'm not ready to you know throw either of them to the curb just yet, but I know you could do better at head coach. And then I wonder what that head coach would do as far as the roster goes, as far as the quarterback goes. Those are the issues that I have. If you could get Jim Harbaugh in here, I trust him to build a winner. Whoever he decides to make the quarterback, whatever he decides with that roster, I know that Harbaugh has had success. We haven't seen that from Robert Sala, so he's learning. I'm tired of guys learning on the job. It's not a knock on Sala. you got to be a head coach, uh, first-time head coach somewhere. I just don't understand why it has to continue to happen with the Jets. Like, you want to go for one first-time head coach, you know, every once in a while, fine. With them, it seems like it's every time. Enough. This is New York. You need an established head coach. Go hire somebody that is, you know, Peterson would have been a great hire. Jim Harbaugh would have been a great hire. Those are the guys that I wanted. And they don't do it. And you, I think a lot of the Jets' locker room issues come from Sala. I, I do think he's a, a, a player's coach, obviously, but I do think a lot of their locker room issues come from that and not having him lay down the law in there, letting him know what's acceptable and what's not, and disrespecting your quarterback or your teammate, regardless of right or wrong, it should not be acceptable. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
Alcada back on the fan. Add this to your New Year's resolutions. Win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. Okay, I'm running it down. It's made New Year's resolution. Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in Las Vegas, so you'll get the best odds anywhere as we head into the football playoffs. Plus, check out their special odds, boosts, and promotions at Superbook.com. Make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Sports app now and place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. Brian is calling from Nanuet. What's up, Brian? Sal, good morning and a very happy and healthy New Year to you and yours. You too, Brian. What's on your mind? Sal, uh, I told you in high regard, and I just want your opinion on this. After what happened to Mr. Hamlet, do mm-hmm. you think it's a possibility that we'll be able to slow down the trash talk and the cheap shots among the NFL players each week that we see? I mean, you know, Probably not. Good. Probably yeah. not. I mean, I think when you're on the field in the heat of the moment in the game, that's just part of it. I don't, I don't a lot of times it's not necessarily personal. It's just competition. I, maybe it does slow it down for uh, you know the next couple of weeks with uh, all this going on with Demar Hamlin. But ultimately, I think we'll revert back to uh, the, the way that it used to be, where guys will talk trash to each other and they'll you know showboat and and things like that. It's just a guess. It's, it's, it's a good possibility. It's just you know. Right now, the brotherhood of the NFL, that they pull together as one. And, you know, as any football fan who saw that, I know I couldn't sleep. I ended up going into work at 1 o'clock, and I started a quarter to 7 in the morning. I just I couldn't sleep after seeing that. Yeah, it was, it was sickening watching that. It was. It certainly was. And it, at any age, I know he's 24, at any age to see that, it's just, yeah, and I don't think I don't think though, Brian. And thank you for the call. I appreciate checking in. You know, like we said, obviously you're still focused on it, and it's good that we've had some signs of positive developments in regards to Hamlin. But I don't think that the world should stop operating the way that it was before. Whether you want to just talk about the football world, whatever. Like, if guys are going to talk trash, it has nothing to do with the severity of potentially getting injured. Obviously, after the fact, you know, look, I'm sure Hamlin was talking trash with the uh, Bengals players prior to the game, right, or, or during the game. I mean, that's what football players do. That's what athletes do. This happens, and all of a sudden the game means nothing, and that's when the trash talk stops, and that's when the competition stops, and that's where everybody says, oh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with DeMar and hope that he's okay. But when you, you know, assuming that these games get played on Sunday and we're on track for that, Saturday and Sunday, as a matter of fact, but when these games get played this weekend, it's going to be as per usual. They're going to go out there and they're going to compete and guys will be talking trash. It's maybe a little different, especially at first, with Hamlin on their mind for sure. But I do think trash talk is part of the game. Now... Again, there's different levels of trash talk. Some could just be all in good fun and in the heat of the moment, and then some stuff gets personal. I would think usually when you're you're still kind of going through something as severe as what's gone on with Tamar Hamlin here, that the personal nasty stuff would be tabled for a while. 
But you never know. In the spirit of competition, anything could happen out there. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart. Good morning, Sal. How are you? Good. You clear the history of that browser this morning? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sal. Sal. Yeah. We talk about Riri. You talk. We talk about Cardi B. It's been a while since we've uh, reminisced yeah, about we Cardi B. Nikki, how's Nikki doing? Nikki's fine. Yeah, I've not Nikki, been paying Nikki, attention. Nikki's always to. fine. You know that. That is true. I'm, that is true. Nikki's always fine, no matter what she does. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. And she just has a certain swagger about her. You know, life. Nicki Minaj is a Mets fan, right? I think we've gone over this before. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. Not enough to convert you. I. Look, we we talked about this about number ninety nine, mm-hmm. and they did bring them back. But if they didn't bring them back, I'd be right there. Right, but you got number ninety nine okay. back. Yeah, and they brought in Carlos Rodon, and everybody. Somebody of of Daniel said, Daniel said one time, uh, "Well, Carlos Rodon gets hurt." Just I said, "Well, what about Jacob Degrom? How many? He's been hurt." Mm-hmm. Rodon got hurt eighteen nineteen, I believe. Right. Right. Oh, he's only the, the last two years is basically all he's done. Have two solid. Yeah, um, you know, you still. You know, how many players have not been hurt that we can think of that have are of, of significance? How many of them have not been hurt? In, well, right, but when you look at but when you look at Rodon's career, he's getting paid a, a decent amount of money. The Yankees are going to have him as their number two in that rotation. And again, I like the signing. I thought that they had to do that. They but there are definitely uh, injury concerns when it comes to Carlos Rodon. Well, the other option was Nathan Navaldi. And did we want to go back? Did, uh, do you think they wanted to go back? No, to this Nathan was Navaldi? this was the right move. This was the right uh-huh. move. He's a lefty also, mm-hmm. which it also brings a positive factor. But then all these guys seem to be going the right field and can hit into the short parts over there. We got about so forty days of spring training. Can you believe it? What? Forty days or so to spring training. Can you believe it? Um. So where time go? Yeah. It just feels like August 7th. Yeah, I wish. Oh, please. I think I peaked August 7th. That was great. No, you did not. Stop. No, no, I did. We had a great time at that game. Well, the Mets uh-huh. certainly did, right. The NL East was over, and then it wasn't. And it's all been downhill from there. But look look what Atlanta did, though. You think about No, I don't want to think players. about that again. No, but look at all the players they signed to long-term deals yeah. at a cheap price. Good for them. They're going to get really- buried this year. I can't uh, I wait. Get, I, you, I don't, there's two teams when I was a Met fan, two, that I did not like and I despised. And you can name the two teams? Um, now, what years were you a Met fan again? 62 to 2000. Oh, uh, the Cubs and the Cardinals. Mm, no, I'll put four teams there. Cubs, Cardinals, Phillies, Braves. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you just... All right, so we got those four teams. I couldn't stand them. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't stand them. I, I can't wait. Like... I can't wait. I, we know what's funny. I never hated the Braves until this past year. I cannot wait no, until the Braves, the Braves get eliminated. In the 90s. I want them out of the postseason, and I will be dancing on the Braves' grave. Braves. Oh, you better believe it. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be right there with I'll be you singing those songs. What? Yeah, I'll be singing those over. I already got some stuff I, I, in there. One in more a, thing, you yeah. have to do the chop. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, do the chop. I don't know if we're allowed to do that anymore, but yeah. We, yes, we are. We'll figure out something, but yeah. No, we, we can do the chop. I'm looking forward to the Mets winning the division and the Braves getting eliminated. That's all that I care about this baseball season. I'm looking season. forward to the Braves finishing fourth. Yeah. 
Sign me not up for that, make, Stuart. Not, not even have a sniff. What? Sign me up for that. What's the matter? Uh, what are you uh, get a hearing aid out today? You, uh, that's like the fifth time you said what? You're using hearing no, aids? I'm, uh, I'm saying to you, the, uh, I want the Yankees to be better than last year, meaning I want them to get to the World Series. So how, about a, how about a, a Subway chance? Series? That would be good. I don't know if I could handle that. Could you? Yeah. Yeah. I had a problem with it in 2000 because Benny Aldani said, oh, we're going to beat the Yankees. Maybe I, maybe fun. this year, Stuart, the Yankees will win a game in the American League Championship Series. Well, say this much. I think they have a better chance now that you got Justin. Well, I mean, I think the Mets, and thank you for the call, Stuart. We appreciate it as always. I think the Mets are loaded up. I think the Yankees are... Almost loaded up, but there's still the Yankees in the in the American League, which should be uh, a little bit uh, less competitive overall, I would think, or, or less top-heavy, certainly, than the National League. You look at some of the best teams in baseball, Braves, Phillies, Padres, Dodgers, Mets are going to be there. In the American League, it's basically the Yankees and the Strohs. I mean, you want to throw Toronto in, maybe Cleveland. Anybody else, Marco, that you would be afraid from the Yankees? I mean, it's really just the Astros, right? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only team. But the Yankees are—I don't even think they're necessarily better than last year. They're the same team, right? Well, Rodon would make them a little bit better, but where their pitching was awesome last year? How could how could he make it better? All oh, right, once something's wet, it's wet. Uh, it's well, maybe in a big spot. I don't know. You have I don't game buy number it. two. I don't buy it. This team's not better. I, I don't. I don't see it. Yeah, they had to bring Judge back just to be back to even, which every- is less than even because there's no way he duplicates the season he had. Correct. And you hope to pick that up somewhere else. Maybe guys stay healthy. No, it's the young guys. They're relying on the young guys. Where? That's yeah. what I mean. This team is not better in any spot. I, I don't know if uh, you're saying this directly, but I think I'm hearing you say that the Mets are going to be better than the Yankees this year. They were better than them last year. Ooh. Well, they didn't win the division. They didn't go as far. I, I was unaware that they played in the same division. Right. Well, I mean, they didn't <laughs> win their own division. I they didn't win it. as many. The Mets won more games. Yes. But... The, the the Yankees the Mets didn't go as far as the Yankees did in the postseason. Mm-hmm. As I sit here looking at Marco to my left with his Yankee hat on, bringing this is bringing a smile to my face. You know the Mets are the big spenders in town. I was aware. Yeah, the Yankees said they needed a left fielder and they didn't get one. No, they did not. The Mets didn't necessarily need a third baseman or, or another shortstop, but they got one. Well, or they're about to get one. Let's let's actually see that come. They're to fruition, about to right? get one. Hey, you know what the you know the beauty of it is, Marco, and you could relate. You know, being a Yankee fan, your team used to operate like this. Mm-hmm. If it's not Carlos Correa, it'll be somebody else. Hey, Steve Cohen's gonna go get somebody else. Unfortunately, it won't be uh, Rafael Devers next year. No, Devers a big deal with the Red Sox. I think that's actually good for baseball, good for the Red Sox. I mean, they can't just keep losing these top guys. You know, I, I don't feel bad for them, and not only because I'm a Yankee fan and I can't stand the Red Sox. It's just you're a big market team. You lose your own players. That's on you. Right. You traded Mookie Betts. Why? Stupid. You can't do that. You let Xander Bogarts walk. Why? Yeah. That's on you. So I don't, I don't, oh, you know, I'm sorry. The good for baseball? Nonsense. The the Red Sox, this is not the Brewers where it's, oh, hey, they were able to keep their guy. Good for them. Imagine losing losing another one on top of it. Uh, You know what? You, You probably should. Either put your big boy pants on or get out. Yeah, that's true. I know you hate the Red Sox. I could see that uh, very clearly. But they are operating like the Mets used to. You know, B.C., before Cohen. <laughs> and now we have, it's not just the Mets, it's the A.C. Mets. The after Cohen Mets, who are better. Yeah, I was watching a great clip before we get updated with Marco. I was watching a great clip. I don't know who tweeted it out. But I saw a clip of Billy Martin 
and George Steinbrenner on Letterman. I was literally just watching that five minutes ago. Who tweeted it? I have no idea, but it came up on my timeline. Yeah, I saw it before as I was sitting in the car uh, ready to come in, trying to take a nap, actually trying to wake myself up. Hey, get with it. Get with it, Simon. (laughs) Get with it. You get three hours. Let's go. Um, but it was hilarious, wasn't have it? You, have you ever seen that before? No. I've never seen that clip before. No, and I want to see the whole thing because only a few minutes of it, which is a right. great story about Billy Martin and Mickey Mantle where Mantle played a, a prank on him. Yeah, apparently, you know, Mantle played a lot of pranks on Billy Martin, but this was a good one. And if you, I, I wish I don't, I don't remember, I don't have a clue who tweeted that out, but if you haven't seen it, I guess you could search Somebody for it. we both follow, obviously, because why would it be in both of our timelines? I don't know, because stuff comes yeah. up on my timeline. I don't know who the hell anybody is, but uh, to be honest. It basically, Mantle was saying that they were supposed to go hunting, and uh, he said that uh, they, they wanted them, instead of going hunting, the, the guy had to put down a mule, and he couldn't do it because he loved his mule, but he wanted Mickey to do it for him. So then Mantle told Billy Martin, hey, we're not allowed to go hunting here. I'm going to kill this guy's mule. And then Billy Martin <laughs> not only watched him kill the mule, which, by the way, I don't think you could probably say that or do that now and get away with it. <laughs> I don't know. Martin then said, well, I took out two of his cows and had to give the guy 800 bucks back. It was great. Uh, Letterman's like, did that really happen? And Martin said, yeah, it cost me 800 bucks. It was great. I want to see the whole interview. George right there looking young. 1987, I think it's Is said. that what year it was? I think it said. That's what it said on the tweet. Yeah, 1987. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.